Hello and welcome to another episode of How I Like Maths, which is all about how maths is used in real life. My name is Nahid. I'm the host of the show. I'm also applied mathematician. I did a PhD in it. I'm also the founder of Bungie Pie, which helps children learn maths using storytelling, animations, and real life applications. Higher Like Maths is my own initiative to introduce you to great minds in the space of maths and its applications. Today, I have a great speaker who is also an old friend of mine, Dr. Puyan Jamshidi. Puyan is an assistant professor in computer science and engineering at the University of South Carolina and visiting researcher at Google. He is the director of Artificial Intelligence and Systems Lab where he and his students and postdocs design novel artificial intelligence and machine learning algorithms and investigate their theoretical guarantees. He is also interested in applying machine learning and AI algorithms in high impact applications, including robotics, computer science, healthcare, neuroscience, space exploration, engineering, and science. Recently, he was awarded $1.2 million from National Science Foundations for his breakthrough ideas in artificial intelligence. Prior to his current position, Puyan was a research associate at Carnegie Mellon University, US and Imperial College London, UK. He received a PhD in computer science, a master's degree in system engineering, and a bachelor in applied mathematics. In this episode, he will talk about his work and its impact and what made it worth $1.2 million. Before listening to our conversation, I would like to ask you to subscribe to our platform and support us to continue this great work. It's absolutely my honor to have you on my podcast. I like Max. It's, um, it's always very interesting for me to see how far my friends go in life and what they achieve. Yeah, I know, I know. I still remember those old days when uh, we were too young and uh, being bashful yeah. in applied maths. Honey, <laughs> you were so famous for your loud laugh. I guess you were still Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was quite famous for my laugh as well, but I think you were you, you were more famous for Famous for bad reasons, not good reasons. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that your classmates were talking about you when we start laughing, all the glasses start shaking. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's, it's good to be remembered like that, though. I really like yeah, it. Yeah, it, it was the same until maybe half through PhD, but then after. <laughs> So I know some stuff about your background as an old friend, but I would like to um, ask you to give us some details about it. Share some stories from the past where you started it and um, what did you want to be born? I was born in 1980 uh, and in my childhood I was uh, fascinated by um, algorithms uh, and uh, robots. Uh, and I remember when I was a kid in school, I 
Um, I was in a small school and like we had a very small, tiny uh, library. Mm. Uh, and there was only one uh, robotics book. It was yeah. like not even a scientific book. It was a bunch of uh, cool picture of robots, a little bit of text. Um, and I remember I was fascinated by it. And uh, whenever I got the chance, I was going to library and get uh, if the book was available. But that was the only book and uh, rarely was available. Really? I, I remember uh, it was kind of, um, I was fascinated by this concept of robots where at the mm. time it was 1990, probably before 1990. Mm. And like, still we know that we don't have robots in our home, but uh, mm. uh, like we are getting there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, but uh, like at the time I was fascinated by it. And later on, um, at the time I remember, I didn't know uh, what is code, how we could uh, write a code for a program, for mm. a machine to mm. do something. Uh, but later on, I think I was in like uh, middle school Mm. Um, but I got a chance to read in a magazine, like in a uh, random magazine uh, mm. about computing. Um, I found some written text in English, mm. and I remember looking at it. It looked a bit of like a structured kind of English. Mm. So at the time, I knew how to at least read a little bit of English. Um, and then, like reading uh, in this magazine, I came to know there is something like a program or a computer program, um, and there is something like a language in which you can write a program. Mm. And this language, it's maybe similar to English, which uh, mm. some people <laughs> speak it. Right. Uh, so it was it was very interesting. I remember. Um, <laughs> Obviously, I didn't know how to uh, write such code, but looking at several examples, I uh, I was curious, okay, maybe that's interesting if we could, because I remember I was a little bit lazy. Mm. Uh, so essentially looking uh, at it and maybe we could um, write something that do a re repetitive task for us. Um, that would be good. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, and then, uh, and then a few late, few years later, I remember I asked my father to buy a computer for me, right. and eventually I got the chance to have a, a small Commodore sixty four, mm -hmm. uh, where I got the chance to write some programs. <laughs> right. I was. Uh, I was so happy. Uh, I remember I couldn't even go to sleep <laughs> thinking about. Wow. Yeah, it was it was fascinating before college time, and um, yeah, uh, I later on got the chance to go to college mm -hmm. uh, and learn about mathematics and right. computing and uh, like these fascinating stuff. Um, and like uh, I started working as a software programmer after I uh, I got my undergrad, and uh, I remember during uh, uh, when I was doing my masters, I was working at the same time full time. Yeah, <laughs> even though it was uh, tough, uh, mm -hmm. but I remember even I I couldn't go to 
like classes, uh, most classes, and I missed a couple of even exam, final exam, uh, because I was like crazy busy. <laughs> but uh, finally, I, I finished uh, my master, and uh, after a few years, um, then I thought maybe it's the time to continue research. Uh, so yeah. I quit, and and, and then I. Uh, I got a scholarship from one of the research centers in uh, Ireland, um, mm. and then moved there. I uh, did my PhD there. Um, is it to, I started. Is, yeah, your PhD was on um, computing or was it? Life? Yeah, it was on computer science. Um, I was on autonomous system. Uh, yeah, that was. Uh, topic of my research uh, during my PhD where um, I still continue doing um, at least this is autonomous system, autonomous mm. robots is mm. one line of my research currently. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but um, but after finishing PhD, I, I moved to London at Imperial College. Uh, I did a postdoc there on, um, on big data analytics and um, machine learning um, mm, so, yeah. um, so during my PhD mainly uh, my PhD was about uh, a little bit of mathematics but mostly on uh, like machine learning but mostly on uh, autonomous systems how to yeah. uh, make uh, like learning uh, system where they can learn from data and react in a real environment but during my post like I slightly switched to more theoretical uh, uh, machine learning. And um, I started doing research in transfer learning. Mm -hmm. uh, I was fascinated at the time by this concept where, you know, um, because it resonated with uh, human learning where, for example, when you learn, a, learn something, mm -hmm. you can uh, learn something which is very close to this concept mm -hmm. a lot easier, right? Um, so, for example, when we were kids, uh, like after sometimes going to uh, play soccer, mm. uh, like um, after learning soccer, obviously we could learn like volleyball a lot easier, um, rather for a lot easier because there are some similarity across these um, tasks, you could yeah. say. Um, and then uh, in 2016, I moved to the US. I went to CMU. Uh, mm. University. I uh, did my second postdoc there for oh, wow. mm. two years between yeah. 2016 to 18. Yeah. And then I moved to here, South Carolina, Colombia. Yeah. And uh, yeah. What a journey. What a journey. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, <laughs> it so was, many uh, cities uh, and changes. It was tough. It was tough. Oh, I, I, I cannot. I'm pretty doing pretty tough things as well. It's fascinating, but um, you made it, and I think you did a great job. Yeah, well. finally made it. <laughs> <laughs> we are we are still alive. Yeah. Uh, no, no, I'm quite fascinated by what you've achieved and how far did you go? Yeah, um, I really like that. I know, um, it's fairly challenging moving from one place to another and uh, doing tough. Yeah, stuff. it is. It is. It likes. Um, it is a new learning, 
because you need to learn about new culture and maybe new language. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a lot of new things. You yeah. obviously lose some friends uh, and you yeah. found in one country, one city. That's true. And, um, and all of these are somehow costs that you pay. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, but it is fascinating because I found that uh, learning about like different uh, culture, different yeah. you know, yeah. uh, people, um, it's it's fascinating and it yeah. helps a lot. You need to pay a very very high price for it, uh, but the fact that you you like that you know, adventure and you like to experience different life, different. Yeah, I, I mean, like uh, for me, like even until like three years ago, I was thinking. I was I was really tired. Um, really? Of like if you were talking with me even like two years ago, I mm. I look a little bit of like tired because mm. <laughs> it was tough. Yeah, I know it's very difficult. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think I've moved that much as you, but uh, but I I really feel that the exhaustion and and you know out of the kind of moving around and. Being in different places, even, you know, you move to a, a quite a new place, even finding a new street, you kind of supermarkets to buy stuff or you find out what's the culture of that city, how exactly. I can find friends. Uh, because your exactly. social security, it's gone as soon as you move to a new city, new environment. Exactly. Exactly. And this is very challenging. You're really pushing yourself out of your comfort zone every you know, three to four years, if you want to. But you know, now I do appreciate it. I, I, I cannot believe after reading about like uh, few articles in neuroscience talking about these experiences, mm. exactly the way how you mentioned it, mm. pushing you out of your comfort zone. Yeah. That's where you want to be because that's where you learn. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's, that's when you get the chance to learn and you know uh, experience new things. And yeah. human only learns through experience, and that's sure. the only thing. And exactly, this is the way how like we teach robots <laughs> <laughs> or AR yeah. because uh, like experiencing by doing it by exposing to a new environment actually exposing to more difficult environment yeah uh it's the way how like ai uh robots learn yeah and that's fascinating it's similar to human (laughs) i guess you need to give us a quite a good lecture about it fairly interesting when it comes to robots and i have a lot of questions about that as well (laughs) right that's great um, I also read some news about you that you've got a great grant to do some research in AR. So if this is, is it possible for you to give us kind of very short, clear, cut, simple way of explaining oh, what I, is this? Right. Was it one point five million? Was it one point five million dollars or one uh, No, it was actually. The, the, I mean, like uh, this most recent grant uh, that we got from a uh, National Science Foundation mm-hmm. in the US for 1.2. And it was a, uh, it is a project that has, has been started uh, actually last fall, mm-hmm. very recently, a few months ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is in collaboration with uh, two of my fantastic colleagues. Mm-hmm. One of um, one of whom is Christian Costner, actually was my uh, postdoc uh, advisor mm-hmm. at Carnegie Mellon University, mm-hmm. who 
who helped me a lot. Uh, you know, even like uh, getting this current uh, position that I have, University mm-hmm. of South Carolina, he helped me a lot. And uh, that was a fascinating uh, thing. Uh, and still, I'm fascinated by that, you know, at some point in the career of like a person, you could mm-hmm. make a difference. And yeah. uh, I'm just fascinated. Yeah. Like, and that's why I love, uh, you know, what I do. Yeah, uh, I know. I know how much you like it. So tell me, what is this um, research about and why I think it's worth 1.2 million dollars? <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. This sounds so, so cool, and I know how tough it is right. to get grants. But I know how tough it is. It I'm, is tough, but at the end so of tough. the day, from like outside, because uh, thanks to you know uh, we have in 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 our college some uh, fantastic people writing reports about grants, etc. Mm-hmm. Uh, like uh, and from outside. It may perceive as fascinating, fascinating or very imaginating, but it's mm. not like the normal research that we do on daily basis. Is, yeah. is and I know normal. how humble you are. You are quite humble. No, no, no. <laughs> I, not, not really. very humble I mean, I, I love this 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 direction, yeah. and uh, and hopefully it uh, make some impact. But uh, I can explain a little bit what it is. It is. Mm actually uh, intersection of uh, two uh, area which uh, I like a lot. Uh, one of this uh, area is called causal inference, mm-hmm. uh, which uh, I, I learned very recently, actually after I started uh, my position uh, at University of South Carolina to uh, a colleague, um, in, in our department, Marco Valtorta, who has uh, been one of those pioneers in, in this field, AI and, and, and also causal inference. And we started doing collaboration and, and uh, we co-advised the students uh, who is now a postdoc at Purdue, Ahmad Ali Javidian. And, and um, this is a fascinating area that uh, uh, I, I I was lucky to to get to know, and, and now uh, it is uh, one of the main uh, direction in, in my research group. Mm-hmm. Uh, another uh, uh, field or area in this project uh, is a computer system, mm-hmm. uh, especially highly configurable systems. Mm-hmm. For example, uh, uh, like modern uh, uh, computing system. Uh, are all highly configurable, like from uh, data analytics to uh, like recommender system to even robots to drones. Uh, many modern systems are highly configurable, and the number of configurations hmm. in these uh, systems are more than the number of atoms in the universe. And when you select a configuration, this means that it might affect uh, the uh, some aspect of the system. For example, uh, it may increase or decrease the throughput of a system, meaning that the number of tasks that the system does per unit of time. Mm-hmm. It may also increase or decrease 
the energy consumption of, of the system, meaning that per unit of time or per number of tasks, mm. how much energy it consumed. And we know that like some system, for example, some, uh, if you have a, a drone, it wants to do some task for a specific mission, uh, like it is connected to a battery, which mm. has limited an amount of energy. Mm. And uh, we obviously don't want it runs out of a battery, uh, like on the fly, because we will lose it. Uh, project is about how to, for example, understand performance behavior of such system. Right. How to uh, like find out about, for example, a potential uh, cause of a bug inside mm -hmm. the system mm -hmm. and how to automatically fix such bugs or optimize performance for such system. Mm -hmm. Partly th this, this project is, uh, is very uh, practical uh, because as I mentioned, like uh, many modern systems, even uh, oh, I didn't measure. I, I'm also a researcher at Google. Like mm -hmm. at Google, like we have uh, many systems. You know that, like every like, of us use search engine. Uh, when to do when we do some search, obviously uh, there might be some advertisement. So <laughs> we have some uh, a subsystem called advertisement system at Google, and all of these like. Are highly configurable and and like uh, these systems uh, uh, across the stack, uh, mm. like at the software level, at the middle level, middle uh, layer, and and also at the hardware level. These are like there, there are number of options. For example, um, let me give you an example. For example, when you have a, a hardware uh, like this, um, you can even uh, control like how fast the fan speed, like mm. uh, spin, um, programmatically. Mm. This is one option. You can set it to any value that you want. Yeah. Uh, and this is one option. And mm. like, for example, it has a CPU in, in, in here. It has a chip mm. where you can uh, like control like the speed of the chip, right? Mm. Uh, the frequency of the chip or even the frequency of the memory controller, mm. all of it are highly configurable. Like you can, you can tune it, you can tweak uh, whatever amount you want. And these uh, uh, variables uh, affect the performance of the system, oh. the amount of energy that, that they consume. Right. And, and, uh, and this research hopefully uh, is a step toward uh, fixing some of the problem because Many even global incident, like for example, you may have noticed sometimes that Facebook is not available, right? Yeah. It happened like a couple of times in the past, even for uh, like up to an hour. And all of these, after post-mortem analysis, find out that like the cause was a misconfiguration. Right. And actually this project is like how to uh, solve such issues. Wow, yeah. I understand. It's uh, very valuable. I, I would would like to also maybe talk about. Uh, we have a, a, a project, a NASA project, uh, which these days I'm fascinated by. Oh wow! Yeah, and, uh, this is one of the project that I mean I I've 
I feel so lucky that like we got the opportunity to mm. be part of it. And wow. uh, I would love to talk about it. Oh, if, yeah. if I love NASA. I love NASA. Yeah. So this is, uh, first of all, like a very close collaboration with um, two teams out of NASA. Mm-hmm. Uh, one from JPL, which is uh, led by Hari. Um, um, and uh, another team from NASA Ames, uh, led by Michael mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and actually our team. Uh, so basically, USC is leading it. Um, and uh, but as I mentioned, it involves Carnegie Mellon University and University of Arkansas and New mm-hmm. York. Um, and uh, this is about uh, the context of this uh, project is about uh, in the context of one of the uh, future mission of uh, NASA mm-hmm. to outer space. Um, so uh, it is about um, the uh, mission that they will have in uh, around 10 years time mm-hmm. to find uh, a source of life in Europa Moon. Um, Europa Moon actually is uh, like the current best bet that humanity has to find any source of life like beyond, mm. <laughs> you know, beyond us, uh, either intelligent life or non-intelligent life uh, based on the scientific exploration. But this is, Europa Moon is one of the moon of like Jupiter is like very far away. Mm. Um, and uh, we know that it's it's even not Mars. Mm. We currently did not even send human to Mars. Uh, uh, and and uh, still there are some rovers uh, in Mars and helicopter, but uh, this is for Europa uh, Moon. And we know that, like when, uh, like uh, we we send a, a spacecraft in, in uh, such a place for any communication with uh, with the spacecraft, it takes like hours, right? Mm. Uh, imagine that uh, the rovers or a space lander, in this case, mm. is doing a mission. In this case, finding, for example, drilling some places. Uh, getting some soil, doing some analysis whether there is a, there is something living in this soil, or uh, getting some analysis out of this material. Uh, and and uh, if, for example, the drill starts there, uh, or if the radiation goes up mm. and the lander would not react to it. The mission would fail, and this mm. type of mission like are billion dollars, right? Mm, mm. Uh, so uh, the aim of this project is to make, uh, like, enable this uh, space lander to make some decisions intelligently by itself. Right. So basically, we want to make it autonomous. Wow. Uh, so uh, obviously, it should also be able to, you know, uh, to collaborate uh, with a human, mm-hmm. uh, for example, in, in NASA centers. And this also is fascinating, is related to human AI interaction. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so collaboration between these two in order to do a, uh, you know, uh, like uh, do, a, do some task which 
is not possible for mm. either of them to do, right? Mm. And that's that's uh, that's the key part. Right. And here, like the plan that we have is is essentially like develop AI algorithms and uh, mm. AI systems in order to enable that. Mm. Uh, I. I uh, I don't want to go into very much detail, mm. but essentially, uh, yeah, I mentioned about like Europa Moon, but uh, in Europa Moon, like there are some like a structure like this, mm. and uh, there are some like it's all eyes, and and like uh, and that's why scientists believe that below the surface of this ice, mm. like when there are some water, mm. there is highly likely there are some living uh, okay. species might might be there right yeah. and that's why this within this icy wall mm. uh, uh, is, is one of the you know uh, one of the most important or the most likely places that they find it and that's why they they have the mission to go there wow. uh, and, and this is the uh, like uh, how the space lander would look like. Uh, so basically, um, this lander will, would be sent there and would basically sit somewhere uh, like uh, within this uh, on this moon and start exploring and and uh, and basically, um, I will uh, if if needed I will go into this detail but uh, later on but uh, but basically you can. Uh, see that, for example, the, the lander, it has some arm in order to uh, drill the surface, yeah. uh, do some task, you know, it has some capability, even like this, um, like the arm, uh, yeah. it, it, it has multiple different devices, yeah. uh, like it has also a, a, some a scoop, a scoop that, you know, uh, a scoop the, uh, the soil and, you know, bring it back to another part of the lander which take care of the analysis right mm -hmm. uh, and and this these are for example this is the current uh, uh, land version of the lander or, or uh, the version of lander which is for testing uh, mm -hmm. currently at JPL um, uh, that I mentioned is one of the team that we are working with and and my students and uh, myself uh, this summer uh, most probably going to to stay uh, spend some time in mm. uh, to work. We currently working remotely with this lander, yeah. and that's that's fascinating. So basically, they provide us some interface so we could we can run experiments remotely on this lander, right? Oh, wow. And that's how how we we make progress, right? And and I emphasize on this project because this is uh, and that's why I'm. Uh, so excited about it because it's not one of those, you know, project which is funded by NASA and and like we do our own stuff in the lab, nothing mm. to do with NASA. It's it's actually in very close collaboration with NASA and mm. and uh, we and uh, I learned a lot since we started this project from right. uh, this brilliant researcher uh, NASA because. You know they have knowledge about you know space exploration which i mm. love mm. and also robotics uh, and also like we are able to test our uh, technology that we develop uh, you know in collaboration with them on the real uh, you know uh, robots or real lander that yeah. uh, 
versions similar to this will travel and hopefully uh, and that's that's our like hope because mm. this is one of the uh, aspect of the project make it super interesting is that uh, obviously NASA do a lot of testing but yeah. some point the technology that we develop will you know will travel to Europa moon and be part of this uh, this system which uh, which is why <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of so excited about it. Mm. I mean, the, the, the main work uh, that we do actually are done by my PhD students and postdoc, not myself, but at least I, I could be happy about, about like their progress, the work that they do and, mm. and the kind of technology that they, they wow. develop in the lab. And uh, yeah, uh, yeah, thanks for your time. But I wanted to to, to mention a little about it because uh, we share the excitement that I have. Actually. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's really exciting actually. It's and to connect cool. with with the, the like previous discussion is that again, like the foundation, although it looks maybe you have some robot, you have yeah. some, some you know fancy actually yeah. learning. At the end of the day, it's mass, right? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. like the, the theory, if you want to advance a state of the art, if you want to, you know, go beyond what exists yeah. currently, which cannot do this, you know, mission, mm. we need to do mass in order to develop something new, which maybe could do this mission, right? Yeah. And that's that's why uh, I'm excited. Yeah, that's really good. Thanks for sharing it. I really like that. And. I love the fact that you start working in NASA. I think this is very cool and ambitious and adventurous and uh, yeah, super exciting. Uh, yeah, so it was a fantastic talk. I really enjoyed that. And I'm so Thanks. glad uh, to see how far you've been Peru. And, uh, Thanks. Stuff Thanks. It's not, not far. You, it, it's, no, it's, it's great. It's a, lot, it's great. a lot less than what you guys did. <laughs> It's a quite adventurous journey you've had, and uh, I'm sure you'll see um, quite you know more more of it and more fascinating news Thanks. and the stuff that is waiting for you. Um, but um, oh, you also suggested that um, you know you want to kind of run a um, or have a series of um, episodes uh, by the yeah, AI. Yeah, I would love to. Yeah, I, I would love, love to. Well. From yeah. time to time, we we go over some you know branches of mathematics. We at least brainstorm, we yeah. discuss. Yeah. I would love to do it because uh, at least you know uh, for for the audience of uh, your mm. fantastic podcast uh, might be useful, and I would love you to do it in discussion with you and maybe some colleagues of mine, yeah. maybe uh, like even uh, some uh, like, we, like uh, postdoc that started in my group, Sonam, uh, she's also fantastic in uh, mathematics. Actually, her background is uh, very much similar to you, is control mm. systems. Mm. And uh, maybe I, uh, or you invite, her to, sure. <laughs> to join the no, discussion. To. <laughs> and and uh, I'm sure he she has like deeper insight in mathematics, especially control theory and dynamical systems. And yeah. uh, this is fascinating. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I will I would love to and uh, I'm pretty much sure that I set up the whole series and uh, we start recording talking about it and 
I think that would be a fascinating um, topics and episodes for, for people because AI is a pretty hot topic in general these days. And I'm, I'm sure that that's future. Right, that's future. That's right. That's right. I, I <laughs> You're lucky wait. or not, it's future. <laughs> you know, <laughs> now that's right. and future. <laughs> so the sooner. I mean, you... it could be a future that might not be ideal. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe it, even that future may yeah. destroy us. Yeah. But that future also could. Uh, basically the only hope that humanity have mm. to uh, to transition uh, our legacy in after us right after humanity disappeared maybe that's the only hope that that we have to yeah. you know to descend that that uh, heritage uh, mm. beyond us yeah all right that seems to be cool uh, there's a lot of uh, kind of you know hot discussion about and debates about that. What kind of future, the kind of life we will have, and uh, how this AI kind of manipulate all the things and uh, change our direction. But uh, yeah, we definitely kind of talk about it, and um, that would be lovely to have you and your colleagues on uh, the podcast. Uh, love. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Me. Yeah, I, I'm so happy. And thanks for doing this. It is great. I cannot emphasize like how impactful your work is. Thanks, thanks. I love that. I really enjoy that. I, I love you know, talking about these sort of topics and you know getting to know people and you know get other people to talk to listen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's fascinating. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, I will have a series of episodes with Puyan and his colleagues um, about applied maths, um, in particular artificial intelligence. And um, I will invite you to keep listening to it because it's getting really interesting. Don't forget to subscribe on platforms and continue supporting us.